humble with your creativity and graceful with your success. What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? I'm your host, Yay. And this is your girl, Sochi. All right. And you are listening to the Not Quite Foreign show, two Afro-multicultural queens discussing Afro-multicultural things with a dose of dopeness, realness, and get your shit togetherness. Hey, everyone. Hey, y'all. Did y'all miss us? Did you miss us? And we're, we back now. We back. <laughs> like, I didn't think, I was like, okay, they probably didn't think we were going to really actually have another right, episode. Right, because they weren't sure. Mm-hmm. They weren't sure, but we did. We officially came back and... I think we just we're just gonna jump into it this week. We're gonna try to really make sure we get like straight to the meat, no fluff, no right. bullshit. We'll just try our best without the bullshit. Try our best right now. Cool. But right. first of all, I wanted to say thank you guys for those that listened, that tuned in. We appreciate the love and the support. You know, um, just keep it coming, y'all. We appreciate. You know, definitely. I think that's actually a good point because we got mad love. Like mad love. But the fact that we were gone for so long, it came back. It was it was really good. So and still check it out. It's we're going to be on SoundCloud right now. That's going to be the main platform. Um, if I can figure out some other places to put it, sure. Maybe yeah. iTunes for sure. But definitely use that SoundCloud. Um, that's where we know where people are from. People are from like Nigeria. I, saw, we, I was gonna yeah. ask you. I was gonna ask you to check to see like where people yeah, were tuning in from. Yeah, I saw from. Nigeria. I saw Canada. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. a lot of this area. That's good. That's <laughs> a lot good. of our people tuned in. Spread the love. Mm-hmm. Spread it. Jersey and Union. I can tell who who you say like this. <laughs> I was like, okay, Cozy definitely been doing work. Cozy been doing work, so that was actually really good. Um, it was good. What are some of the feedback that you heard that you really liked? A lot of people really appreciate, uh, really liked our honesty and um, I guess our chemistry. Yeah, you know, that we vibe very well. So. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of that feedback, and I think a lot of people are related to the adulting, and yes. I guess we were able to. Um, speak of it in a way that a lot of people just leave it in their head, but they don't articulate it. But we were able to do that for some people and for myself too. So I you know. know we all benefited from it. Yeah, I agree. I I think a lot of what I heard was like, "Yo, adulting that word. I love it. I know everyone like people use it, but a lot of people I talked to were like, facts. Everything you were saying, yeah, exactly. everything you guys were talking about, um, they they did. I heard that they loved our chemistry and our different opinions about different things. I think they were talking about because I brought up Cardi B and you brought up <laughs> humans of New York. That's what I. I was like, I'm gonna recover from that. I want to be real educational this week. I want to bring y'all with some real encyclopedia shit. Like, you're not gonna do that to me again. Talk about some old ghetto stuff, whatever. But, um, but you know what? To keep it, I mean, that's the thing about this show. We want to keep it light, but informational, fun, real. Um, so let's jump into let's do the if you don't know now you know part because okay. I got I got some cool stuff that I definitely want to share. Okay. Um. So have you heard of Tomi Adeyemi? Uh yeah, she's uh, the author to that like big ass book. Nah, it's not just the big ass book. What's it called? It's the Children greatest of... story. So Alex so... just ordered it. Yeah, she paid for. I was like, I could have bought it for one day. Nah, you you want it you want it on your book. So let me let me hit you. If you don't know, now you know. Um, author Tomi Adayemi is the author. She is twenty four years old, maybe she now twenty five. Um, she's a Harvard graduate, and she is the author of this book called The Children of Blood and Bone. Um, look, I read this book early this summer. I literally shut down my whole social life for like two weeks to like come home every day and demolish this book. You read it in two weeks? I that, read it. That's a big ass oh book. My, I gave myself assignments. I was like 50 pages a night. Wow. It, but let me tell you, it is so good. So let me tell you guys the story. I'm not really telling you the story because I want you to go buy it. But it is a fantasy novel. So just like your Game of Thrones, just like your um, Harry Potters and like other white fantasy is the same concept, right? So the same kind of settings and stuff like that, but it's in a mythical Lagos, Nigeria, wow. which is crazy. Okay. Like it's familiar and unfamiliar. Like you don't fully know about mm-hmm. this part of Nigeria, but like it's also the same places that we know and we hear of and mm. Ibadan was in there. Like it was, it's so dope. And these are black people with powers wow. and like, 
just a story and a journey. There's love. There's like, it's crazy when you read it that a 24 year old well, actually write that wrote this book. Right. Black writer, like it's that's dope. Long. That's really dope. But there is, I mean, there's like, I mean, there's this uh, other Nigerian author, Nnedi Okorafo. She yeah. writes um like black fantasy mostly based like in african countries yeah not necessarily like a legos but it would just be like somewhere like maybe like a fake wakanda like wakanda but you know they have black black kids with powers and stuff like that she'll put like little um she'll use like little words from like whatever language maybe mm-hmm. more, more so Igbo because she's Igbo. so it's actually really cool yeah um, what's it called there's a book that she's coming that she came out with who fears death they're supposed to make turn it into some like HBO series. Oh, yeah, that's it. You order, didn't you order the book? I was going to order it. So, so that's the other thing I want to say. If you have not read Children of Blood and Bone, definitely get hit yeah, because I will, because I will there's a movie coming out, and the movie is produced by the same people who wrote. Let me look this up because I don't have it. The people who did Twilight, that oh, whole Twilight wow. series. People who did Maze Runner, The Fault in Our Stars. I didn't watch that because that's too sad for me. I can't do sad shit. That's but, what, yeah, I think. I think. I think. I don't know if I watched it, but I've seen the preview. Yeah, so... But I have seen Twilight, and I love Twilight. Yep. Fox 2000 and Temple Productions are doing it. The, I think the director is Karen Rosenfeld and Marty Bowen. So, mm. don't know. It seems like there's a woman on it. Mm. Um, but look, if you don't know, now you know about Children of Blood and Bone and her second um, book, Children of Virtue and Vengeance. So you got a second book coming Girl, out? Girl! Or is it already out? It's coming out 2019. Yeah, yeah. So, when did this one come out? This year or last year? It came out this year. Oh, so you read it this year. Yeah, I read it this oh. year. It came out the year. It came out so like... Listen, if you out here and you're black, I don't care if you're Nigerian, <laughs> Ghanaian, Jamaican, yeah, anything. You can be from London and not and claim you're not from somewhere, even though everyone in London is definitely from another country. But fine, that's black. Um, but yeah, get get hip to that book. If you don't know now, you know. Tomi Adeyemi, it's amazing. It's a great story. Um, the other thing, switching gears a little bit, is so you know Fela. Yes, 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 yes. And you know you love yes. them. Did you know that there's something called a philabration? No, what is that? Let me hip you. If you, don't, <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. There is actually a celebration that happens October. So it happens for like a whole week in October. It's happening right now um, called philabration. So let me read a little bit about it. Um, every year, Fela Kuti is celebrated during the week of his birthday at the annual Felabration Music Festival in Nigeria from October 15th to October 21st. Um, that's the date this year, 2018. Thousands of fans attend the festival held at the New Africa Shrine in Nkeja oh, wow. um, since its inception in 1998. So, And it was founded by Yeni Kuti, which is his daughter. Wow. Yeah, so since 1998. I know. So if you ever are in Nigeria or, or, th- or you love Fela, Try to get to this celebration. It happens every October, mid to late October, um, and it happens at the shrine, the new shrine. His daughter is doing it, and this year's um, theme is called "Overtake." Don't overtake, overtake, which is the song, the name of one of his songs, his previous mm. songs. So, should be cool stuff. Um, well, that's good to yeah. know. I guess one of these trips, uh, instead of going in December, I'll probably make it in October. Yeah, it has. I'm sure tickets would be cheaper too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, tickets, yeah, and the yeah. year tickets are crazy. Exhibits, dance competitions, a music concert. Um, so it's. I think that's so dope. So if you don't know now, you know. Get your ticket one year to celebration. Make it make it happen for yourself and read the book Children of Blood and Bone because. Mm. This is we're we're doing big things out here. Yeah, so um, Africa is definitely setting the bar. Absolutely. All right, so let's do cultural cool. Are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. So what has been going on in the world as far as black culture, African culture that you know about? I'll let you kind of start that off. I got a lot. I got a list of stuff we're gonna touch on a little bit. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know about like cool, but. Culture times cool or and cool doesn't have to be cool. What you mean? Okay, well, because this one is not cool. <laughs> what is it? So I don't know if you guys heard, but did you see that um, for Nigerians to go to Tanzania, they need a visa? Really? So they've not yeah. needed one before. So 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 before you could get one, uh, you can get a visa on arrival. Okay. So when you get to when you get to your locate your destination, you can get a visa. But now, I think it was certain countries. I think it was Nigeria, Mali, Yemen, some other countries. Um, they would have to go to their higher, uh, someplace the in Abuja. Yes, something? yes, the consulate to get a letter. 
What? Yeah, and then go to the Tanzania Wait. embassy. Wait, I need to understand why we're on that list. I could, I get some. I don't. Ones. I honestly don't know. I think because, like, you know, I guess, like, you know, Nigeria. Some people when they go to other countries, they just be, you know, just be messing it. You know what? And it people. could be. I know, like in America. Because um, I mean, yeah, yeah, man. Right. That's what I said. Some of the countries I gotta get, and I know maybe maybe because Boko Haram. Yes, maybe probably. Some probably, probably. If you're known, probably, for that. probably. So and like they're actually taking it very seriously because. Um, there was this girl, this girl that I follow, I don't follow her on YouTube, but I watch her videos. She's a doctor and she was trying to get some business in Tanzania with her, uh, medics abroad program. And she got deported back to, Ah! mind you, mind you, mind you, she lives in Ireland. Okay. Wow. She's a Nigerian in Ireland, but because she has a Nigerian passport, you know, she can get the, she thought that she could get the visa on arrival. But um, when she got there, they were like, oh, do you have a visa or whatever? And she she was thinking that, oh, she's going to get her visa. So they deported her and her friend back to Ireland. (laughs) First Mm -hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really want to go to Tanzania. I really do. Why? Because um, it's so beautiful. Zanzibar. Oh, that's where Zanzibar is. Yeah, that's where Zanzibar is. is. Yeah, yeah. That does they look just, lit. That does looks look like lit. a dream. You know, but I mean, hopefully my blue passport will allow me to mm. not have to worry Very about true. that. You know, so I would get the visa <laughs> on arrival. True. But still, though, like, why? And the way they were treated, too. Yeah. They weren't treated nicely. Oh you know, these God. are black on black, and it's just kind of like, dag, man, like, I yeah. feel like sometimes, like, you know, we tend to be, like, our own. Yeah. You know, like, our own, like, worst. Yeah. I don't want to say enemy. Um, but, yeah, we make it, we can be a little we, yeah, harder yeah. on ourselves. Well, yeah, we make it harder for each other, and it's kind of like, but, like, for what, though? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, so that was something that I found out last week, and I was just, like, I mean, Nigeria is just, like, on Twitter. This is Nigeria on Twitter. Nigeria <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. Nigeria Twitter. So, it was kind of like, you know, crazy, but... Well, that's unfortunate. I didn't know about that. I've definitely mm-hmm. heard of Zanzibar. Other than that, I hadn't had, just to be all honest, I've never been, like, that interested in going to Tanzania. Yeah, it's like, up there's and coming. a couple of countries. It's up, no, Tanzania is up and coming in terms of, like, tourists. You know and I think, like, you know, they're trying to keep it as safe as possible. And, you know, sometimes, like, Nigerians, like, wherever they tend to go sometimes, depending yeah. on, like, especially, like, they kind of like we have either, a reputation. Either, in yeah, some we places. have a reputation in some places. So yeah, um, they were just trying to just kind of keep all those. Okay, well that's sad know, face. Bad seeds. Well, you know, I mean, if, for those of us who have, I mean, not quite foreigners, <laughs> but those of us who have other passports, yeah, just um, make sure you go use your blue passport. And when you get there, just represent. And then if they ask, oh, where are you from? You're so amazing. Say Nigeria. Nigeria, right? <laughs> so they'll mm-hmm. they'll revoke that, but we'll keep an eye on that, and hopefully that changes because that's. Sad. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Let's on a on a different note. Kanye West was in Uganda. What was he doing there? You know, I've been wa- I've been meaning what? to watch some. I saw some videos on YouTube, but I was just like, I don't have the energy. I don't have his energy right now. Right, he's like, been, I don't have his energy. He's been in the media a lot this week. The other stuff I don't really care about. Like he met with President Trump. Yeah, that's, but that's who no, cares? That's, yeah, that's yeah, his business. That's his business. But he went with he met with President Museveni, um, who I guess is the president. What is it? What is up with him meeting with presidents? And first of all, like, I think it makes him feel good. Like, he went to Uganda, and then this is the thing. Here's the thing. Kanye going to Uganda, great. I actually never am against any black person going to any African country, Mm -hmm. right? Especially if you are not from it in any um, familiar sense. Like, it's several generations removed from you to, mm. to the African continent. So I definitely support him going. I don't love his wife going with him. Oh, his wife going with him? Kim, Kim oh. and went. I'm fine with his daughter. I don't care for her being there. That's just personal opinion. Because um, she might steal an idea out there and then bring it back here. <laughs> and appropriate. Exactly. <laughs> no. Um, but the issue is that he went there for me. He's, he took all the stereotypical pictures let me go to a village and help a whole bunch of kids and be around them and oh, make it did? and Where'd do that was that it's all over the media like all over social media and stuff oh, and yeah. then he gives everybody yeezys he even gave the president yeezys <laughs> his shoes right he gave them canvas yeezys girl like every other kids give them white white yeezys uh, there was messy talk i'm like are you stupid like white yeezys of anything give like you black. Come, give some other colors i don't know if they're black ones but okay. I've never, I've never really seen. Are you I mean, they're very. But well, what I've seen, like they don't look cute. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Mm-mm. They're big and they're expensive and they're. What do you mean big? Like they're large shoes, <laughs> physically, <laughs> like circumference, <laughs> width, height, all of it's large. Yeah. But yeah, so I just was like, really, don't nobody need you. I mean, it's 
I just, I don't know how I, I didn't really love it. You know, go out there, definitely experience the culture. You are such a public figure that, like, yes, the reality is we know we know that there's parts of of the continent or the country of countries that are in Africa that suffer. We know that there are communities that need help and assistance, but there's also a lot of amazing stuff. And real talk, you weren't out there the whole time. You were in some bomb places, I'm right, sure. Right. Um. So show some of that. Like, give a diverse perspective of the country that you're in, especially since you're this person of, you know, creative of amazement, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, I'm a little not excited about it, I guess you could say. A lot of people have, a lot, there was a lot of backlash around it. Really? A lot of people didn't love that he was going out there. They felt like it was a PR move. It's, you know, he said he wanted to go out and touch the soil, help inspire him for his um, album that he's working on. He, <laughs> he related himself to Fela. Which, what, what? Which no, because Fala would never sit with Trump and do shit. Right. So, <laughs> so no. And also, you're in Uganda, and this is the thing. <laughs> it, it's Africa? not the same country, right? It's it Africa, is Africa, right? Easter Central. I think it definitely is Easter, but um, it's definitely not West. It's yeah. not Nigeria, and that's just that whole kind of like ah, uh, Kanye West. Yeah. So that was that. Is turning in her grief. Yeah, I imagine because. You know, and I'm a Kanye fan. I'm a super fan yeah, of his. Did love I love his music. I love his creativity. I think musically, the guy is is just insane, and I love the way his creative process is. But I'm very disappointed in like the, the Kanye way he's today. Going. Yeah, yeah it's just going. like doesn't represent the guy that I fell for. Like you mm-hmm. know, the the artist that I fell. He's always been an asshole, so I never thought that like me and him would be friends in real life. <laughs> but I I could have he. In his personal life didn't get in the way of me appreciating his art, yes. but now it's doing now that. it is now it now is I'm doing like, that. Damn, yeah. I'm like yeah. all right, I can't not see this and yeah. having a, a feeling and emotion to it. I miss so. the, I miss the Kanye that used to be cool with Jay Z. Yeah, I really miss <laughs> one of the greatest couples of all time. If someone asks me what's the greatest couples of all time, I will always tell you Jay and Yay. Like that was that is one favorite couples even more than Jay and B. I I miss that ish. <laughs> Niggas in Paris. <laughs> I never will forget that. So, you know, um, that broke my heart, but it's cool. Um, on another note, another event that is going on right now. So, Lagos Fashion Week is happening at the end of October, October 24th oh, nice. through 27th. And that last, I remember last year, that getting a lot of press and promotion. So, like, a lot of people were, like, involved in that. A lot of, like, designers, a lot of attention it got. Mm. I remember that's when Naomi Campbell walked with WizKid oh. down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm. so it's it's become a big deal, and Lagos is just such a fashion like monster right now. It's yeah, blowing it up. It is blowing up. Like so, this is a big deal. I think this year is going to be even bigger. If you want to see just like a link to it, some more details, hit up um, not quite foreign at not quite foreign on Instagram. I definitely reposted um, some information about that. But yeah. Definitely something just to check out. I don't, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be there. You're not going to be there. But I want to, like, see updates on it. So, like, tag it, hashtag it, and tag Not Quite Foreign. Because I just want to see what it's like. I want to, like, see it. (laughs) Um, So, cool. There was a whole bunch of albums that dropped musically. So, Lil Wayne dropped an album. Um... Which I really love because I really love Little Wayne. Yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to listen to it. Isn't I, I it's think so yeah, I've good? To, like, to it. He has a song called Mona Lisa. Yo, this guy is crazy talented. He wrapped a whole story, like a whole storyline. Kendra Lamar's on it as well too, mm. and he wraps a whole storyline of like a stick up and like using this girl to be a stick. It's crazy, but it's that it's continuous bars and rapping, and that to me is just phenomenal. No bridge, none of that. It's wow. like a bridge, but it's like barely and it's so crazy and it's about this deceptive woman but it's just it's the first song or maybe it's my favorite song <laughs> but so i kept listening to it first <laughs> but it's definitely something to check out um well you just inspired me to check it out yeah it's it's just talent it's like damn that's admirable ella may she dropped an album and if you haven't listened to it i highly suggest Buddha, Buddha. That's nothing. Nothing. She has a song called "Good Bad" on it. Um, another song. I don't remember the name of it now, but it's basically about. Um, it's like put a ring on it, <laughs> mm. and it's a really good song. But it's like that's good. I sure dropped an album. 
Oh, he's still making music? Yeah, no, oh, it's all classic. He's been out in the game for yeah, a minute. Yeah, and it's good. I think I wanted to like it more than I actually liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was cool. Like, it had it. It was like a almost, almost, <laughs> but I couldn't, like, right get into it. Um, and then Quavo. So I'm bringing up Quavo. I mean, that's a little hooder than my taste normally. But let me tell you why I'm bringing up Quavo. Because he has a song with DeVito on that. Girl, you gotta listen. Is to it good? It. It's good. He it, even tried to do a little pop up on my new releases. Yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, and he even tried to do a little, a little accent, like a little accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, tried, I gotta check this out and drive home. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. I know. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot to research. And then my um husband in my heart, Anthony Joshua, the amazing monster Nigerian boxer. Um, had a birthday this. See, I wanted to ask, who is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know who he is? You don't know who Anthony Joshua is. Uh, Y'all, oh, my God, you're fired This is embarrassing. This is <laughs> embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, my is God. Is he a boxer? He is like. No, I'm sure how you be like, Cozy, how do you not know? Ask, go home and ask husband. Ask him who Anthony Joshua is. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he does. He's about, he's is like he Nigerian? the Ali. He's Nigerian. He's Nigerian. Why is he Anthony Joshua? He almost Joshua? played for the, um. You know, no. Okay. <laughs> International, not, not mm. quite foreign things. Okay. <laughs> so he, um, he actually was raised in London, mm. but he's a real bad boy all the way. His parents, everything, they do wow. interviews. Look him up. He's on notquiteforeign.com as well, um, but yeah, you got it. Maybe I've seen him, but didn't know his name. He's a heavyweight champion right now. He's a heavyweight boxer. Wow. Huge. And when I say my husband, you got to see him. You're going to know <laughs> <laughs> he fine, girl. He fine. He's my cheat card. He's every girl's cheat card. <laughs> if your husband saw Anthony Joshua walking, you were like, I gotta go. He'd be like, Go, please go. <laughs> go, go. Take one for the team. That man is fine. He's huge. He's massive. That's hilarious. Um, so and he had a birthday, he turned twenty nine. And I like my men older, but exceptions once again. <laughs> He's all the way mine. Um but yeah, so so that's all that's happened. You had you had a lot of There's a lot, to, yeah. There's a lot. I need to be on what website you on? I just be out here, girl. I just be on the Twitter streets, but they is <laughs> You got to know, you know, you got to know who to follow, where to be. Yeah, I think cuz I mean, I'm only doing um I'm only doing Twitter for now. And that's good. I, I only do Instagram, but I just I also make sure I'm really selective about who I follow so that I'm getting like the right information. Yeah, that's why I need to, I need to I need to diversify. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's what's going on in the cultural cool segment. I hope I captured everything. There were a couple of other things, but um not gonna really like I think we had a full list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was that, yeah, that was that was nice. Um not quite foreign business alert. So this is just a business that we're gonna shout out every show or some kind of project nice. just to kind of support the community. Um there is a girl, I don't have her name directly right now, but there is something called Yiba. I actually saw it on the gram. Um and their Instagram name is Dance the Royal Beat. And basically, it's like the Zumba for Afrobeats. Yeah. And she does classes all the time. She was like on the news. Um, so you guys check it out. Yiba, it's Y E A B A, um, at Dance the Royal Beat, Afro fitness classes. She's trying to start a movement. And I think it's cool. It's dope. Where is she um, at? Like, where is she located? In New York? No, DC area. The DC area. Really? Mm-hmm. The African Hollywood. Yo, we should go one of these days. Mm-hmm. It's so like, yeah, and mm-hmm. check it out. I think she does it on Saturdays and stuff. So mm. she's an amazing dancer. Like, that would be dope. Real, like, shaku, all those kind of things. Like, <laughs> she can kill it. All right. Well, are you ready to do the situation room? Yes, my dear. Girl, so we have a lot. This is going to be an interesting show. Um, so, have you seen the Quincy Jones documentary that is on Netflix? Yes, I actually watched it last week. Really? Yeah. I thought, you... it was, I thought it was really, really. Right, it it was really good. It was um, it really showcased like what it means to be passionate about something. Yeah, you know whether it's something, and just to see like how he honed his yeah. skills. Yeah. From I mean, from I mean, what six fourteen when he started playing in those big bands? Yeah, yeah. And then for the fact that he actually like did arrangements. You know what I'm saying, and create and organize orchestras like that, and a black man to do it, especially in his time, like that is phenomenal, and it gave me a different uh, perception on Quincy Jones. Because I mean, Quincy Jones, I mean, I know Quincy Jones, but like, 
And so, like, I didn't really know Quincy Jones. No, I didn't. Like, I, I, I didn't know he was, know a... he was like, like, he is a mop big deal. Right. Like, he is a big deal. And I didn't know how much of a big deal he was. Right. Until last week. Yes. You know, so, so like, now, like, I'm looking at him differently. And for the fact that he's still alive today, to this hey, day. that is a blessing. Yes. So, all right. Um, so, just to kind of give you guys background, there is a Quincy Jones documentary that is out on Netflix right now. Um, I think it's about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah. It's a little stretch. Mm-hmm. But it it's is, worth it. It's really worth it. And it's his life documentary um, I'm not going to try to tell you too much about it, but basically it follows, it's just a series of interviews with um, Quincy Jones, and it kind of follows him as he recollects like just his time in the industry, his contribution, um, and it starts with him preparing to create a, or do the performance um, for the opening of the African American Museum, back when that opened up, I think in 2016 or something, mm-hmm. he was doing the opening show, he was producing it, and so during that journey of kind of producing that and that production, because obviously a lot of him and the works and the people he's, you know, like developed, we're going to be in that museum. Right. We got to just kind of hear his story. Um, and so the, the situation room today is going to really kind of feed off of that documentary, which so I'm glad you watched it, girl. And it's going to be called Keep That Same Energy. Right, mm. which is one of my like favorite like hood terms these days. Like keep that same energy. <laughs> I love it because like I just start the way you finish the way you start with me. Finish the way you start with me, and in positive and negative ways. Right, like so I know how to be. But we're gonna flip it, and we're gonna talk about exactly what you kind of hit on, which is passion. Right, so keep that same energy because one thing that he showed in that that um, documentary was like. He kept the same Same energy, dog, for his work. Um, So if you don't know, I mean, I know, like you mentioned, Kosi, um, Sochi, (laughs) Sochi, Sochi, (laughs) figuring out. Um, He... He's contributed a lot to the music industry. He sure has. Like, majorly. Yes. And if you guys want just a little bit of his roster, to name a few, um, Oprah Winfrey. So he actually found Oprah Winfrey. He mm-hmm. discovered her, and she says it. She, he discovered her when he produced Color Purple. That was before I was born. <laughs> I'm like, what? Which is one of my favorite shows. Movie? Movies. <laughs> okay, now we know. Yeah, I was thinking Broadway show. My bro- those are my favorite Broadway shows. Did you watch it? Hell no, I ain't see it, girl. <laughs> but, I, but I ain't see any but Broadway I shows. I wanted to see it. Cause you know Danielle Brooks was in it. In one oh of really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, from um the girl from um. Orange, Orange is the New, New Black. Black. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I had to pick like Danielle Brooks. Of course, I know her. <laughs> then it came, and I was like, I'm not gonna take this L. I'm not gonna take this L. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so yeah, so he found Oprah, um, Will Smith, because his, he started the media company that produced and created Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, was that Will what Smith. That was? Yes, yes, Will Smith is here because of Quincy. Obviously, we know Michael Jackson. Yeah. We know Michael Jackson. Um, we are the world. He helped produce and create some amazing masterpieces with Frank Sinatra. Yes, I which was is shocked, crazy. yo. Crazy. Fly me to the moon. I didn't know ah! we arranged that. During a time where, like, nah. Like, <laughs> like right. you ain't about to be black in this country. Like, <laughs> doing this much. No. Um, Ray Charles, oh, yeah. you know. But they've been knowing each other for a long time. They've been knowing each other for a long time, which I thought was a really beautiful relationship to get to watch in yeah. the show. So, that's just to name a few. There is more. There's almost no one in the, in the like, influential impact world that Quincy Jones hasn't had access to, contributed to, met with, sat with, Nelson Mandela, mm. I mean, Bill, anyone, Barack, you name it, but rock, yeah. like, he is legendary, and like, it made me feel like, wow, how do you get that legendary, right? Like, how do you stay so passionate about something consistently, <laughs> devote so much to it, and manifest all the things you dream about, all the things you want, and beyond some of the things that you want and can dream about, right? Like, how do you... Oh, yeah, I want some more of that. Kosi just handed me some Vaseline as I'm talking about. <laughs> Which means, bitch, your lips is chapped. <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> I was kidding me. I was like, why should you need a Vaseline? Oh, oh. It's better than a breath mint. So. <laughs> now, my breath stays fresh, so I know that. It, it, but, it do, it do, it do. But it, the winter is happening right now. Yeah, so. it's, it's starting kind of early. Or is it early? 
don't think it's it is though. early. Is it early? It's early for like this wintry weather. No, we it's have... not wintry weather. This is fall weather. <laughs> <laughs> Perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay, sorry. Focus, focus. Um, so keep the I, energy. Yeah, keep that same energy. <laughs> you be quick with it. You be quick with it. Um, all right. So what I want to do um, is kind of just examine that. Like, wh- how do you keep the same energy? What does it mean to keep the same energy? Um, and let's get into that. So the other thing I didn't know about Quincy Jones was that he was a hoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. He could not keep the women. He, he was a hoe. Ah. Oh. He was a hoe. Oh, Dad, we can't say that though. Why not? I don't know. If he was, he was. I mean, right, right, right. Okay. Like he was a great legend, stuff like that. But he definitely. I think now I see him in a different light. You know what I'm saying? You know, no. I want to keep that honor going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we gonna honor him, but he the, he closes close. Well, he don't close his legs, but you know, tuck it away a little bit. But yeah, but these girls um, fall for him though. Huh? These girls fall. They were all him. white too. I don't think. No, there was one that was black though. The girlfriend recently. Uh, oh, the first one. She was real light skin. Yeah, that. But there's another one that was black. I can't remember her name. But they weren't. They, they didn't. She. He didn't marry her. It was a girlfriend. Oh, it was a girlfriend. Dang. Because he had two girlfriends. Hard out here for the Kelly. That had kids for him. Oh. Mm-hmm. One was white. The other one, she looked black. Oh, okay. I didn't even see one that looked black. So that's actually good to to make sure she had. He had. I mean, she was. Just, she was in dark skin. She was like light. But she would. But I'm, I'm sure you a picture. She, okay, gotcha. Four C, four three, four B hair. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So yeah, side note. Let me sidetrack. That was just a revelation for me. Um, but also that was because his mother suffered from schizophrenia. Yes. Um, which was crazy. I, I really thought that was really crazy. His mother, you know, was mentally ill, I and mean, we saw that. And I don't think anyone, if you didn't know. <laughs> now you know that about Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stemmed a lot of his women problems. But yeah. So Kosi, I'm um, Sochi. What are you? What are you passionate about? What am I really passionate about? Yeah. What do you think? What is something that drives you? If I'm being honest, family. Yeah. Family and friends. That's like my big drive in life. Yeah. You know, just. Um, like, I draw energy from them, you know, to keep going in life. And just to continue to keep succeed, like, they're, that's why, like, you know, I do what I do. You know, to make them proud. And also, too, just, like, we're not meant to be alone. You know what I'm saying? So relationships, you know, something that drives me, you know. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what drives me. Just, just being able to make an impact in people's lives. Like, every time I meet people... I always ask myself, like, what can I do, you know, t- to bless someone today? Mm. To be, a, whether it's a word, whether it's just, you know, making your day. Like, how can I make your day better? You know what I'm saying? Especially, and I don't even have to know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, really, really believe in relationships. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, my husband or... Um, I have to know you like my friends, but just people in general, man. Like, cause like I, you feed off of them and they feed off of you, you know? So that's something that drives me. Yeah. That's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. You know, like career, careers are great, I think, but sometimes, you know, to, to, to get to where you need to be in a career, it takes you, something has to go. And the things that kind of tend to go are the people that are closest to you mm. because you no longer have time for them. You no mm-hmm. longer can make time for them. So for me, I'd rather... Have my career, um, but really, really, really focus on family and my friends. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, because I talk to, my job requires me to talk to a lot of older people. So I get to see uh, the importance of building those relationships early on and sustaining those energies. So keeping the energy going. Because you get to a point in your life where, okay, you're done with your career. You're done with everything that you said you're going to achieve in life. But then there's no one there for you to enjoy it with, you know. And then you go about wishing, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I could have spent more time with them. I could have done this with them. Um, and you're just by yourself. And it's lonely, you know what I'm saying? It's very lonely. So for me, like, I'd rather, like, I know, like, if my relationships are good, I can go anywhere. Because they say, if you want to go, how, how did that quote go? If you want to go far, um... If you want to go, if you want to go quick, go yeah. alone. 
But if you want to go far, go with others. And I want to go far. You know, so as long as I have the right people in my life, I can go anywhere I want to go. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I'm going to draw my energy from them. I'm going to draw love from them. I'm going to draw compact. And I'm also going to feed them as well. So we're feeding each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something that really... Um, that's something that really drives me. What do you What do you feel is success? So, if you're passionate about family and maintaining, sounds like maintaining and sustaining relationships, um, and personal relationships, and intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is success in that space? Like, how do you feel successful when it comes to the area of relationships and developing them and maintaining them? I think for me, um, I feel successful. Um, when those relationships are thriving and they're successful. How do you know they're thriving? What what makes you feel like my relationship with someone is thriving? Because it's mutual. Like, it's mutual. It's not just a... Like, whatever relationship... Like, the relationship Mm -hmm. you have with the individual, like, it's not a one-sided thing. And a lot of the times, like, you know, it's kind of hard to find people that feel the way you do in terms of, like, relationships. Because, like, you know, we live in a world where, you know... It's pretty individualistic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but just knowing that, you know, this is my family, this is my friends, and they feel the same way about you. Yeah. You have that mutuality. I think for me, like, that, like, if shit hits the ceiling, I know who I can call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My husband, obviously. Yeah. But then, like, you know, like, my family, like, when things when things are down, I know yeah. who to call. I know who's going to be with me and speak life into me, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and who I can speak life into, you know. Um, so for me, like, that's something that success, and also, too, I think for me, like, I would know the success more when kids come into the picture. Yeah. Because I know for me, like, I do want my kids to, yeah, be successful, educational, this and that, but I think for me, like, for me, the big success would be when my kids... When, when they can learn gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude as just, just, just being amongst each other. So it sounds like you're saying like success for you is when the lessons you learn from your past relationships or the surrounding relationships can be passed can on. Pa- passed on to my kids. You know how to like transfer that. Transfer that. Because I feel like it would just make the world a better place. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know create what I'm good because, human beings. Yeah, just create, create human beings, you know, as long as you instill love. Yeah, good human <laughs> beings. Um, and still love, you know what I'm saying? I mean, love is the ultimate because with love you can conquer anything you know and just gratitude like i really want to teach my children gratitude yeah and i feel like for me like if i teach like if they get that like they're good yeah like they are good you know because i mean with gratitude you can you can't go any lower than where you are yeah you know what i'm saying because the more you're grateful the more the universe is continuing to pour into you um so for me that's success and aside, other other thing would be like my kids if they decided to move back to Nigeria. Yeah, that would be success for me too. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If my if my if my child says to me like, "Hey, mom, like you know," I told my friends this before, and they were looking at me like, "Really? That's it. That's for you." But it is for me because it is who they are. Yeah, and for them to want to carry that because I taught them. Me and my husband, we taught them who they are, and for yeah. them to take pride in that. Yeah, that to me, like I've made it as a as a mom. Yeah. I've awesome. made it as a mom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But ultimately, um, for me, like, my passion and my drive are people. Yeah. Are, are my, are, are my family. Relationships. relationships, yeah. So it really hurts me, like, when people, and, and maybe it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, but, because I get sensitive. Of course. I get very sensitive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, dang, man, like. That means a lot to you. Yeah, but, to, but then, you know, you meet people where it don't mean that much, and I'm like, okay, all right, bye. Right, relationships are but, a lot more. They're yeah. just less passionate about it. Yeah, they're less passionate about it. It's like, okay, well, there's no need for me to, yeah. you know, continue. Because certain things you can't teach people. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But anyway, you answered the question. Yeah, I'll answer the question, though. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to take about, like, for me, something I'm passionate about, and I'm, and I'm thinking more so of, like, a, a art of myself, right, of something that, like, gives me energy daily. So definitely I love people and relationships, but it all connects to storytelling. Mm -hmm. I love the art of storytelling. I think it's the best way to connect one human being to the other, right? It's something we learn when you're a young Nigel or African. It's, like, the connection of storytelling. And that's why I love creativity so much. That's why I love art and, and the art sector. Mind you, I'm a business manager. <laughs> I work at a business. You would not think, you know, um, my master's is in business. But I, I really love the art of storytelling. And whether that be through music or acting or that's why I love creatives because you have to, that's normally a reflection of self, 
of journey of experiences of relationships it's tying that all in and then creating maybe a new space mm. right and i am really passionate about being able to be a good storyteller tell other people's stories hear other people's stories yeah. um to create a better story mm-hmm. right i believe like like what life is ultimately is an ongoing story yes. everything we learn is from stories if you're where you're whether you're religious right so in the bible is a story like it's all about storytelling when you work somewhere they're like so what's your story right like that's that's the ultimate question like what's the story here <laughs> um it's what we thrive off of in the news and the media right, right? Stories. It's like stories so i love it i love the game and the art and the excitement of storytelling. And I am really passionate about tapping into that skill set and being, and I love telling stories. Like I love hearing stories, telling stories. Yeah, one day she's one of the best storytellers that I, love. That, that, that I know. And I hate when people leave out details in a story. I'm like, <laughs> I need more. I need more chapters. Give me chapters. Don't run to the end. No summaries. Um, so I love that. So that's what I'm really passionate about. And, I, and I've been challenging myself um, in the more recent years, it's hard because that's not like, yep. it's kind of like this fluid thing that kind of lives in the air, but I'm trying to bring it down to something that I could actively do daily mm-hmm. and produce something. I would love at the end of like the chapters of my life to have like a book, a right? Book. Or several. And not that I'm specifically a writer, right? But I think I can do it. I'm not specifically an actress. I think I can do it. I'm not specifically a podcaster. I can do it as long as I remember and it connects to being able to tell stories. Mm. Um, and I want to have something, some type of like um, intellectual property <laughs> that I can like say like this is my to pass down right. to generations and not just my children, but like children, like people. It spreads. It spreads. Right? I'm you know you what I mean? Once you pass it down like to whatever generation, that's, and if it's good enough, it will spread to yeah. whoever. And I think that's the that's that's the beauty of the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love it. Like I love one of the things I'm really learning. So as you get to a certain age, your relationship with your parents intent changes, mm. right? Like it does. They it become does. way more human to you. Um and one of the things you really learn is like they have a story. A story you don't even really especially if your parents, if you're not quite foreigner and your parents um have gone through the like immigration migration just like their life before wherever they were you know where they grew up to wherever they ended up their life becoming a parent you realize how much like they were really figuring it out um this past weekend i went with my mom to her her high school um ball like they had a high school ball fundraiser for her ball this is a nigerian high school that she went to in Benin called um idia college and so they have this ball to raise money for the school back in nigeria every year it's huge um, and i went this year and it was just so amazing like they started singing school songs from when they were younger there are pictures of them and how the uniform the school uniform had changed over mm-hmm. years um it was bizarre to see my mom like get up they were singing like their school motto song or whatever yeah and school how, yes they have and she's singing it at like almost six years and it was just like crazy to see like while well, my mom was once a student and a little girl in school to see that part of her life and just to remember remind them and then her friends from that time like they were still there and they're still kicking and like imagining what their journey has been from like those days in school my mom ended up saying to me she was like this is why i wanted you guys to come because she kind of forced us all to come we were all like oh we don't want to go but she was like no please come because i want you to know a part of your mom's life Mm. that i couldn't put into words why i always talk about my idiot college and she always has since i've known her but she wanted us and we've seen it we've been there in many but like just to see what it meant to them. her right she was like she spent more time there like that school raised her right so then exploring what that means and so just like this beauty of storytelling to me is just it's it's so deep and i love it it's like the way you feel for me it's the way i feel alive because mm. it's something like everyone has a story so now my mom is like she's always been interesting she's bomb i think she's the most interesting person in the world but she's fascinating now because i'm like what was that that, like that part of right exactly that's the beauty like and that's the beauty of like relationships because you need relationships to be able to even create a story yeah to even sustain a part of your life Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying like i'm sure your mom feels more revived when she's around that group of people that she's kept her relationship with you know um now that she's like what in her at at the age that she is today Mm -hmm. you know so like just just people sometimes are just a reminder of a part 
a specific part of your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was in your in your youth, in your teens. And that's the beauty of relationships, you know, like yeah. they like every person that you meet is a, can tell a story. Yeah. Of like you. Like you are my past. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my present. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? College. I mean, like, if I want to go back to my college days, who am I gonna call? I'm gonna call yeah. you one day. Yeah. Like we, she can reiterate it in a way that I feel like I am back on that college campus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's like relationships mean that's what relationships mm-hmm. mean to me, you know, like their reminder. Yeah. So Quincy Quincy Jones was really passionate about music, right? So he found it at fourteen years old. Yeah. So he found he figured out what his passion was and he immediately started to devote unprecedented amount of time to it. He became insanely devoted to his craft, to his passion. Um, and I think all of us, like, we're really, we know what our passions are if we're fortunate. Some of us don't know what our passions are. We're still figuring it out. But when you figure out what your passion is, the next thing you realize is that there's going to be a lot of sacrifice for mm-hmm. it. And, and that was something we saw on the show. He, at 14, started to, he left home. He had to travel a lot. Um, his relationships were sacrificed. His family, there was a, a situation where one of his wives took his children to, to Sweden. Sweden and literally, like, just took them away. That was crazy. That was crazy. And he had to kind of let it happen because he had to focus on his passion, right? And so the, the, the question of sacrifice surfaces up. How much are you willing to sacrifice for what you're passionate for? That's the thing. Have I you even thought I, about that before? Like, Have I thought about that? I think um, if anything takes me away from like being with my family or like people that I care about, I'm not, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not willing to let go of that part of me just so that I can in my passion. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. But your passion is relationships. I, here's a challenging question. So what if you started to realize, because you said you want your children to learn gratitude, you want your children to be, like, good people. Um, what if you realize, which is the case, right? I think um, Toni Morrison, one of these great writers, talked about this, where she had a son or a child who she just wasn't raising right. She doesn't know what she was doing. The child just, this, just grew in a different way than what mm-hmm. she was pouring in. Um, and I know a lot of African parents, especially in the country states, they're trying their best, but you don't always know what you're going to get. And they have to send their children to Nigeria, back home, right? To their country to raise, to hopefully make them a better person. Mm -hmm. That's a sacrifice. Yeah, that that is a sacrifice. I was a product of that. How much of that are you prepared to do? Like when things aren't going your way, how much are you willing to sacrifice for your passion? Because it's easy to say, right? Like, I love relationships and people. Have you sacrificed ego? Have you sacrificed? I've had, I've had, yeah. I mean, I've you had know. to. I mean, that's something that I know that I still do struggle with today. Like, yeah. letting, you know, like, I guess humbling myself. And that's a beautiful relationship because you learn so much about yourself mm-hmm. that, you know, you thought that you know that you knew. Um, what were some of the sacrifices that you've had to give up to, in order to, to, to have and be closer to what you're passionate about when it comes to relationships. Yeah, I've had to let go of my pride. I've had to let go of my selfish ways. Um, and I've had to kind of, and as I'm letting stuff go, I'm picking up new things, such as empathy, mm-hmm. being able to empathize with people and see where they're coming from. How did you learn to let go of your pride? Because it was just always in the way. You know, like, I really had to, and, you know, I guess I would have to speak in regards to, because, like, with your friends or, like, with your, yeah, with your friends, like, I mean, your pride can still be there, you know, unless you have a friend who's challenging you to, like, let that go. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to speak on my, you know, with my husband, like, when, when we're dating, like, I had to learn how to let that pride go because it was preventing me from loving or, or from receiving the love that he was giving to me. With no. my pride in the way, I, I couldn't. There was no way I can get the love that I knew that he was capable of giving me. Have you ever had to sacrifice one relationship for another? So, and, and I think that's the thing, like, in the space. I mean, this is your passion and things like that. But mm-hmm. when you talk about relationships, oftentimes it's not easy to have all great relationships. Yeah, right? it's not at all. If you're focusing on your friendships, maybe your relationship, your personal relationship is not good. Or if you, there's people who, like, they have a great relationship with their husband or their wife and now they or their boyfriend or their girlfriend whoever but now their parents 
are yeah, completely you, distant, and right? That, and that it's is not a, an and easy that, and fix. That, and that is a good point, Ywana. Like that is a good point that you bring because, you know, like when I started dating like my husband, like I had to let some of like I not let some of my friendships go, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they weren't as priority as they were before. Yeah, and like they like the Bible says, you cannot serve two masters. Yeah. One has to be a little bit less than the mm-hmm. other, and you have to prioritize. You know, so I had to find a way, and that was that was hard. That was hard because, like, I mean, like before him, like my friends were like my everything. Cosi was the girl. I mean, she was like, "Where we going? Oh, where we at? Where we going? We going to DC from <laughs> right. Baltimore. We'll make right. that drive. Exactly. Like, if you needed somebody to hang out with, you know who to call. Come right. Like I will be there in a heartbeat. Right. But like ah that yeah it 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 was a struggle it was yeah. a struggle so you're right so I had to sacrifice some I guess um, I'd sacrifice some the relationships quality of some yeah relationship. the quality and that's the word the quality of some relationships I had to sacrifice yeah just so that I can get to a place that I am with my husband you know what I'm saying and yeah. that was tough for me that was tough for me because that's not what I was used to yeah I remember when I was watching the documentary I. I can tell as much as he's a lover man <laughs> that he really loved his children, oh, and I tough. couldn't imagine. I was like, what the decisions that he had to make to allow them to like to know that he has to be a bad father right now, like Damn. essentially, right? Like, I know that I'm not going to be a bad. And I came from a broken home, like I came from a mom who was crazy, that. like that. I don't repeat it, but I have to focus, laser focus on this passion. In order to make their lives better. Because the, the crazy thing about it is, like, his sacrifice ultimately, I think, benefited them, right? They could be going through things we don't know, but, like, yeah. now their dad's Quincy Jones. They probably have experienced things that, like... I mean, look at, look, at least look at, look, at, look at where they are today. Right. These kids. At least, yeah. you know, Kadada, uh, Rashida, Rashida right. Quincy Jones the third. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in their career, like... Hey, daddy's name holds so much home and stuff. Weight, so know? that's the thing with sacrifices. Sometimes it's that's they're true. never easy. Like it's never. So for me, I, I would say you know, like I said, I'm my, I'm passionate about storytelling. I want to become a creative who masters the art of storytelling. But that's a very risky space. <laughs> that's a space of like the art, the starving artist. <laughs> yeah. That um, I like I said, I've been a business manager. I've been working in companies and corporate, and now I'm going to have to just be like a butterfly and try things and put myself out there so the best stories are very exposing right you're you're you have to be vulnerable you have to be transparent so people can really connect to that and i have a certain image as a certain person and so like can i really put stories out that are true and honest am i ready for that am i really to sacrifice like my ego (laughs) um am i willing to to deal with like my perception in most people's eyes and challenge that, right? So if you didn't think you wanted it was sexual and I put out a story that expresses a lot more of my personal life in that way, oh my gosh, right? Like so, or if you thought I was a good girl and I talk about some instances where I wasn't, can I be honest, right? I'm afraid, <laughs> if I'm honest, to be the most honest storyteller because of the mm, brand that I've built for myself, right? right? And that's right. going to take a sacrifice of like, I may have to, be okay with not being seen the same way. Right. And that's tough for me because... And that's the thing about passion, you know, like, with, with, with passion, you have to be willing to give something up. And I think for me, like, you know, aside from, like, relationships, <clears throat> I don't think I love a lot of things that much to just want to, like, give, give stuff right. up. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that just kind of, like, deteriorates me because yeah. it's like, you know... And I guess it's that selfish attitude as well. Yeah. You know, like, I just want to keep everything groovy. I don't want to have to work too hard or this and that. If I have to work too hard, then it's like, is it really for me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Like, when I thought about uh, when I was watching the documentary, and I just noticed, like, how much energy he was putting. Keep that same energy. Yeah, (laughs) how much energy he was putting towards his passion. And then his family was suffering. Like, not suffering, but he was barely ever around. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, but, dang, man, like, was it really worth it? Like, for me, like, if, I guess, I guess for me, because I came from a broken home, so I'm speaking on, like, man, like, if my, if I lived in a household where my parents were not even around and they didn't even build a relationship with me, I guess for me, like, 
that's just me having resentment, it'll be hard for me to forgive them. Yeah. Because it was like something else was more priority than we were. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, as your kids, we should be like, yeah. as after your spouse, we should be like priority. And when something else comes into that, it's just kind of like, was it worth it? And I think that's yeah. a, that's a good question. I think I think worth is dependent upon you and your passion, right? So yeah. his view on that, he came from a broken home, but he came from poverty also. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's like, no matter what, I don't. If my children hate me, that's fine. But I never want them to be as poor as I was. I but never want them to suffer as much. But you know what, though, later in the, the no, not even though I think. Quincy also, because he didn't have that balance at home, he was raised by his dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his father, what he saw was working, working, working. Mm-hmm. And he grew, he was raised by his grandmother, but he never got that love from mm-hmm. his mother. And Quincy is a product of what a child looks like when they have mommy issues. Because mommy, mommy and daddy, you know, mommy kind of puts in that balance of, like, work-life balance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Work, 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 but you come home and you receive love. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't have that. Yeah. So all he knew was work, 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 yeah. work. So even when he had kids, and he never, I'm sure he never, he didn't even have time to really, like, ponder what it meant for him to not raise his kids in the same cycle that he was raising. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know but to just repeat it. Yeah. You know, he didn't know how to, I guess... And the same, and to, I mean, to, to his credit, the thing that saved him was music. Was music, yeah. Right? It wasn't, I mean, and I'm sure he loves his kids in that, but the thing that took him and changed his life and made him feel worth something was was music. music, And everyone doesn't have the like super paternal, maternal instincts, right? Like I believe they, like they do or should, but some people just like, and I've seen it because I've seen in parents who every parent isn't good <laughs> and isn't connected to the even especially even African parents. Are there are plenty of people who haven't heard I love you or don't say I love you to their parents. Yeah. And it's not a lack of love as far as like sacrifice like that. They just don't say it. So I think parenting is really hard. It is hard. And I think he his passion, what saved him, what has always been good to him. Was music. was music and music he was devoted to what was devoted to him mm-hmm. he mastered it he felt accomplished from it mm-hmm. it drove him people loved him for it it made his life completely different than he could imagine his grandmother was a slave no, so like for him to be crazy. in white spaces and this like grew up in south side chicago for night in the 1940s and there, so and music saved him at 14 you're gonna idolize it and you're gonna and and that's the thing about passion it's like Something your passion normally stems from something in you that's something in your story that is needing it that's yearning for it right um for you, you talk about your home that you came from it it really affected you, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and so now you're like. I'm passionate about a family because my story, where this part of my story was that I I don't love, but it's part of who I am, I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, music kind of did like, I hated my story prior to this or it was tough. I didn't like it. And this is where I got to change it. Yeah. And I'm going to, and I, and it's changed it for and the I'm better. Keep that energy going. Exactly. So I think it's, it's, it's interesting how people like develop passions, what guides them, what they're willing to sacrifice for, what they're passionate for. Um, but just to to round up, because we're we're hitting that time, girl. I know it's always already, like, already, girls. Good when it's good, it's good. Um, I want to ask you a question. What do you think the people that we that you view or you think are really successful? I got people like I think Oprah's successful. I think Beyonce is da- you know that's my like I damn successful because she really has what I want, which is like family and Her your career. passion and your career. She's been a passionate one too. She's a hands down passionate, right? Like, um, but what make what do you think makes the really successful successful? I really think it's first of all hard work. Like you have to put in the time, and you have to Absolutely. be willing. Yeah, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You got to be willing to sacrifice for the things that you want to be successful at. You know, you, have, you want to be passionate, like that you're passionate for, you have to sacrifice. And then, but the question is, do you want to sacrifice? I know. That <laughs> is exactly, you know exactly. Do you want to sacrifice? Because, yeah, do you want to sacrifice? You know? Yeah. So I think for me, that's what makes it successful. Like those two ingredients, yeah. sacrifice and hard work. Like Beyonce is a Hard Hard working. working. And I I 100% agree with you. She's hardworking. Hardworking. And and all of the people who were, I think, so I I would add 
So I, I agree. I think you have to understand sacrifice is a part of the formula, mm-hmm. and you can't go around it. If you want it to last and be, like, great. Because we're talking about, like, like legendary, you have built a legacy. All these people, like, legacy, which means it's going to keep going and rolling down generations. Yeah. I think you know you have to understand and accept and prepare yourself for sacrifice being a part of that equation. And when, as you're planning, you need to be, like, clear on what you're willing to sacrifice. Um and then the other thing I would say, um, like you said, is definitely, um, what was the other thing you said? Um, um, so I said hard work and sacrifice. So hard, hard work. So definitely hard work as a given. But I would add, the last thing I would add is devotion. Like, mm. you have to be devoted Seriously. to your passion. And your whatever it is you want to manifest, you have to be devoted to it. Like, you have to, in your spirit, know, like, it's conviction. Like, I know this is for me, or I know this is what I want, or I know I'm determined to have this, and have that be unshakable. Mm-hmm. Like, the world can deny you, the world can tell you that, no, this is not going to happen, or this can't happen. You have to be like, nah, it is. Creative Visualization, which is a great book that I'm reading right now, um, is all about, like, You've seen it, not just seen it, believing it, like seeing it, it's here, it's happened, boom, right? It's like, it's the whole idea of like thanking God in advance. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thank you, God, for what you're going to do for me in this passion. Right. But it's also being like, it's also being proactive about that with yourself um, and your conviction, being convicted of it. And I think like, when you're convicted, like this is me, the moment I stop doubting my ability to storytell, I'll probably be able to tell a story and it'll be amazing, it'll be right? right? And everybody will be able to relate right. to it. Even the people that you were concerned about exactly. would not relate to it. Exactly, exactly. You know? Quincy Jones had no clue. Someone would have told that little black man when he was 14 years old that he'd be in an orchestra working with someone like Frank Sinatra, right? Who was like the most sought after white person during the time where black people that weren't was crazy. even that respected. Was so like he would have been like, nah. <laughs> Everyone would be like, you're stupid, you're crazy, that would never be you, right? But it was him. So, so that's you know, it. But you know what else, I'm so sorry, I know this is it. Go ahead, last, last one. But you know what also, like, helps to drive, like, passion? Something I'm noticing, you know, it's you have to really love something. And when you really love something, you don't worry about it being perfect or trying to perfect it. You just keep going at it. You just keep putting it out there till you get to a point in perfection without you having to work towards perfection. And the reason why I say this is because I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they said something I thought was very profound and I know that I struggle with sometimes, but um, it was actually Yvonne and um, Yvonne Orji's podcast, mm-hmm. she they said um, <coughs> Yvonne Orji and oh, Lovey, yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case, just in case they come from yeah, me, like, yeah. no, this is Yvonne and Lovey, yeah. okay? Um, um, perfection is the enemy of progress. Yeah. Because a lot of the times we put things on hold or we don't even want to work at something because we're so focused on it. It has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. Yeah. And that thought of, of something having to be perfect can also be a deteriorating factor like I know a lot of times like I put things up because I'm like oh I'm not sure if I put it out there Mm -hmm. if it's gonna like you know um get there yada 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 but yeah um perfection and not like don't worry about it being perfect just put it out there because you love it yeah I agree and with time it'll get perfect it will it will um I love that too I love that quote perfection is the enemy of progress I think that's dope all right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for the Situation Room. That was I know. That was, that was so... Yeah, I know. It's, it seems like it's a little bit, but when people be like, oh, it was a whole hour. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. So we're wrapping it up. But we hope you really enjoyed this conversation. I think I would love to hear. Just listen. Get proactive with us. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, you can email us. You can send us, like, you know, right on um, SoundCloud. But I'd love to hear, like, what drives you, what you feel about passion, um, what you feel about having a sacrifice for your passion. Yeah. All right? So, again, you're listening to an episode, the fifth episode. I think it's five. Five yeah, or six. It's five. Um, not quite foreign. Um, this episode is called Keep That Same Energy. So, keep that same energy and keep listening to us. <laughs> it's your girl. Yay. And Sachi, y'all have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Meets with Quincy Jones today, part of an effort to help get rid of third world debt. We're raising the funds now to build 100 homes in South Africa with a Habitat for Humanity. My dad used to do this. I've got a great respect for Quincy Jones. For a man with such talents, 
people regard the struggling South Africa as this takes an exceptional human being. What's interesting about Quincy has been at each stage in this remarkable career, he's been the first. He's been somebody who's walked through that door before anybody else has. And that's given people behind him enormous confidence. And he's done it with grace. You only lived 26,000 days. That's right, and you did a lot longer than that's that. That's right, honey. And so, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm going to wear all of them out. And if I get to 80, I'd be 29,000. I'm going to wear them all out. You know, they're going to know we came through here. <laughs>